They teach us that birth needs medical intervention, that labor hurts. So we wonder why we should go through pain to welcome our baby into the world. Then we hear about obstetric violence that leaves us with a bitter taste birth experience and a feeling that there must be more to birth. I hear all of this and I believe with all my heart that another reality is possible. That as women, we all have the keys inside us to birth our babies and their placentas. My name is Mags and with my husband Keith, we are the Quantic family. Every week, I get the privilege to sit with passionate people that speak, speak to us authentically about birth and the quantic energy around pregnancy, birth and beyond. My intention is to diffuse their messages to allow you to make enlightened choices that truly resonate with who you are. I see this podcast as a caring and intimate place where you can allow yourself to be who you truly are and reconnect to the power within you to accompany your baby on his journey. I also wish for your partner to find his place in the middle of this transformational process so that together you become the strong foundation of your family. I truly believe that along we go faster, but together we go further. So join us. Together, let's come out of the belief system created by our society and reconnect with our intuition. Each birth is unique. May yours be truly authentic. What a pleasure to be back with you in this new year 2021. My name is Mags and I hope you are ready to launch this new year's journey towards your true and authentic self. I've prepared for you fantastic episodes with passionate people and surprises are to come along. I am still passionate about birth and the quantic around pregnancy, birth and beyond. Before I leave you with today's episodes, I am so happy to tell you that Keith and I, the quantic family, we've prepared for you a series of th three free videos to involve your partner in making childbirth an enhanced, positive and transformational experience. You will find the link to um, this series underneath the podcast episodes. And you can also find it in our link tree on Instagram and Facebook. Each birth is unique. Make yours be truly authentic. Hello, hello, hello. And welcome to the podcast, Authentic Birth. My name is Mags. I am from the Quantic family and today I will share with you an episode that I registered with Valborg Sörns. Valborg is from Norway. She's a storyteller, 
and the visual artist. She loves spending time in the wild nature and in museum. In a society where we can find so many audio books, so many supports to tell our children's story, why is it so important that we continue reading them story? Well, Valborg tells you all about that. This episode is really an eye-opening on the reason why we should continue reading story to our children. You will also discover different types of story that you can reuse or invent, invent similar with your children. Your children need you to develop his brain and for his development. Reading story to your children is a gift. Stories shapes their brain. And read with your voice, loaded with love and care, is the most beautiful gift that you can provide to them. So I hope this episode is going to transform and open your eye like it did for me. I'm wishing you lots of love. I, I have prepared some stories, um, you know, and, uh, and uh, I, can, uh, I can tell about um, why it is so important to, to, to read to children, uh, to, to tell them stories, and, and, um, and what a treasure all our fairy tales really are. Uh, uh, an art treasure, a uh, uh, cultural treasure. So um, I think, um, you know, uh, there was this, um, I think it was Einstein. Uh, he said, if you want an intelligent child, uh, you should read him fairy tales. But if you want a very intelligent child, you should read more fairy tales to him or her. So the yes. importance of fairy tales and how it um, talks to your brain. Yes, it's it is uh, opening, you know, our subconscious, uh, our heritage, our our genes from thousand years back. Um, so, um, if you are telling a story to a child, then the child will imagine and, and make a movie in his head. And, um, they interviewed many Nobel prize takers and asked them, um, how did it happen? How, 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 how did you find this out? Uh, how, what was the start and what was the goal? And they all uh, told the interviewer, it was something that I saw. I saw something in my head. I saw the solution, but how to get there? I had to start somewhere. And, and then I came to the goal, to the solution. So it started with a, with a sight uh, and imagination in the it started yes. with, with a vision. Yes, yes. So um, 
I think it's it's very important. And and you know today, when um, when children are sitting with their with their small iPads and they are uh, bombarding with um, with pictures, they are they are receiving pictures, but they are not making them. So I think um, uh, this might be uh, dangerous for the human brain. I understand. I understand that there's it. So when you read a story to a child, he can yes. invent in his head and imagine and create the pictures. But when yes. he sees with his eyes the pictures, then it's blocking him from inventing. Yes. Yes. So... Um, you know, we, we had all this uh, Disney. It started with Disney and uh, and um, uh, first on paper and then on the screen and the movies and so on. And, and it's sort of brainwashing and uh, maybe damaging. I think um, that people that... Um, was so lucky they 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 grown up without television they are freer in their mind they uh, yeah so um and um in in the course i took uh, as a as a museum teacher uh, there was um a different uh, museum teacher from all of different uh, museums in Norway, and one had been in the USA on a on a course, and um, there they they gave the children this test. They 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 put um, in different uh, labels, different tabs in front of them. It was uh, ordinary things from from the woods and the plain very ordinary flowers and leaves and of course it was the 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 from the coca-cola and and from the mcdonald's and 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 different um, from uh, our uh, screen and and the children they they knew every tab uh, from um, from this tech world, but very few knew the the most common flower and leaves uh, from the wood and the fields. So we are uh, distancing from the nature, and and that that knowledge uh, that was common, uh, everyone knew. <laughs> what that flower was named and everyone knew what what sort of tree this leaf was from and so on so um it's uh we are uh, yeah it's very distance to the nature more and more distance and we are more and more living in a in a technical world so um yeah and, and at the same time I think things are compatible and I believe staying in tune with nature is essential for our survival. I mean, personally, yes. I feel so good as soon as we're out of the house walking in nature. Yeah. 
and and you know what we eat we go to the store and we we eat uh, um, food that that are very um, artificial and 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 put in <laughs> so i think it's better to to eat things that is what it is an apple um yes uh, a carrot <laughs> a potato and uh, vegetables you know where they come from it is what it is and uh, um so I, I think we are poisoned uh, by this artificial food from different companies <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah. it's it, especially when we have children is how can we go back to naming and reconnecting to the plants to the, the vegetable and it starts in the kitchen right yes it, yes. it, it can it can start outside but it, it also starts in the kitchen what is this that's an apple yeah. what is this yeah. that's a pear yes. that's an yeah. avocado that's yes uh, and and where does the milk come from <laughs> yeah <laughs> from the store <laughs> they, they don't know the co <laughs> so <laughs> yeah <laughs> going back to nature yeah oh so. yeah so uh to 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 start um, for the babies i think uh, all uh, all uh, riddles and uh, and the rhythm is uh, is important so uh, every country has this this uh, old riddles rhythm yeah you know, I I can many Norwegian, but uh, in English it's Hampty uh, Dempty set on a wall. Hampty Dempty had a great fall, and all the king's horses and all the king's men could not put Hampty Dempty together again. <laughs> so uh, uh, I I look at small children, and they they are using rhythm all the time. So I think if you can. If you can have them on your knee and have a ride, you know, there are in every country, there is this uh, riding riddle verse. Yeah. <laughs> so, shoo, shoo, shoo your horse, shoo, shoo, shoo it well. Tomorrow we will ride to grandpa's uh, house. Or, yeah, in Norwegian, it, it is. Skoblakken, skoblakken, med hammer og tang. I morgen skal vi fare den vägen så lang. Skoen vær, skoen vær. I morgen skal vi i brurefær. So, <laughs> I think this rhythm is uh, something that's in the child and, and the child will respond. Yeah, and, and you have all the lullabies. Yeah. It's... Uh, like this, yeah. <laughs> um, this rhythm, yeah. Mm. And uh, and you know, you you start with the when you are telling to that's a dog, and you start with the sound of the the animal. Yeah, the bark. Yeah. And the cat meow meow, and and the owl. Hoo -hoo, hoo -hoo. And and I think this uh, oh no yeah this uh, this sound of the animal is is also very natural for 
to start with the, to think, oh, that's the animal that said meow. Oh, that's a cat. Okay. So, and, and many fairy tales have these um, animal sounds. And uh, I think some of them are very funny. So uh, I can then in Norwegian, but I, I can try to translate uh, if you, if you will hear a, a, a small, small one with the, the hen and the cock. So the hen, she is very, she is very mad and disappointed. So she, when you proposed to me, you promised me new shoes, but here I am. I am doing all the housework and still I have no shoes. <laughs> said the cock. Then you take your eggs and go to the city and buy your new shoes. <laughs> so that's a, a couple, <laughs> a quarrel. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, yeah, I'm sure you have um, both in France and, and in England, you have uh, similar small fairy tales uh, with, uh, with animals talking. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, yes, so we are giving these animals different, um, um, different qualities. You know, so uh, you are as quiet as a mouse and uh, as hungry as a wolf and strong as a bear and, you know, wise as an owl. And we have all these uh, different qualities, uh, human qualities that we, 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 we put on the, on the animals. Yeah, so uh, uh, I think there are fairy tales uh, um, that are uh, showing us uh, the, the, the difference, the opposite, you know, you, ha you have the poor man and the rich man and the poor man became the rich man and you have the, the, the sick man that uh, that uh, got uh, his um, his healing and he can heal others and and um, that's very essential for human life uh, the wellness of the body and uh, and uh, to get food so you have the hungry and you have the well-eaten people <laughs> the fat people the thin people uh, all of uh, different qualities. So I think this contrast uh, in the fairy tales are, um, are very essential. And um, I think there are buried um, uh, both um, sacred wisdom and psychology in, in these fairy tales. So if a child have all these fairy tales with him and her uh, as, a, as a carried them within, 
Um, I think that can be uh, life-saving because um, if you are uh, experience something difficult, then you can use the fairy tale as a mirror and see what did he choose when he was in this situation? What was uh, the solution? Okay, so I can, I can use this tool to my situation, yeah. So, and uh, uh, there are, um, Uh, the good and the evil, you, you, you have the, the witch, very evil witch in, uh, in different countries. And I think the ugliest, and, and the, the, the witch is both evil and very intelligent. Sure. So uh, in, in, in Russia, you, you, you have this uh, lady Baba Yaga, and, and she is very intelligent and evil. And in Norway, we have troll, the troll. And um, they are very big and they don't, um, uh, they cannot see the light. They had to live in the dark, but they are stupid. So, so you can trill them around. You can, you, can <laughs> you can escape because they are not uh, intelligent. So in Norwegian uh, fairy tales, we, we have the, the hero of the fairy tale. He is uh, escaping because he is smarter than the troll. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, do you want me to tell some stories? Or? Absolutely. Yes. Um, you know, I, I love uh, folk tales from all over the world, as soon as I get rid of them, I, I get uh, a book from, yeah, Czechia or, or uh, Italy, I, I start reading. And, and I pick some fairy tale from this country and some from this. And, um, and so I love this Danish, uh, uh, author, so um, Hans Christian Andersen, Åse Andersen, and and he um, he is using often using folk tales uh, as uh, as uh, gelat in his uh, in his uh, stories, and um, and he can um, make a beautiful story uh, out of. Um, a broken teapot, for instance, and uh, and the teapot is thinking over her life and so on. Um, but um, I can um, tell you this uh, this little story that's uh, of Hans Christian Andersen, which is uh, famous all over the world that one little feather can easily become five hens. Yeah, you know the rumors and so on and, and, the, and the, yeah. So 
It was in the evening and um, it was in um, the hen's garden and the hens, they are flowing up to, to, to sit up on the roof to sleep. And um, all the hens flow up and one white Italian hen, she was a very clever hen, and she, she lost a small feather and she said, okay, okay, that's my feather. The more I lose, the prettier I'll be, she said. And that was a joke, of course. And so she slept. But the hen on the other side of her, she didn't sleep. And she said to her neighbor, Do you, did you hear what I heard? That she is willing to put all her feathers off just to be pretty for the cock. Don't say a word, but uh, I just heard what she said. And above the hen's garden was uh, the nest of um, the owl. Ooh, 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 don't listen, don't listen. But I just heard that one head had put, pulled all her feathers off just to be pretty for the hen. Oh, it's a terrible story. It's a terrible story, said the mother owl. And she said to her husband, oh, regardez enfant, I must go to my neighbor and tell her this terrible story. And the owl flew away. And at the neighbor, she told her, ooh, 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 it's a terrible story, you know. There is one hen in our garden, in our farm, and she has pulled all her feathers off. And now she got a cold and she's dead. Yes, it's a terrible story. It was the doe. She heard what the owl had talked about. And she told the story to her hen garden. listen but it's a terrible story and she told it to her garden some says it's two hens and they have peeled all their feathers off and now they are dead oh it's a terrible story <laughs> said the cock in this garden there are three hands that have pulled all their feathers off just to make impression on the cock. It's a terrible story, terrible story. And so the story went from farm to farm, just through the whole village. And the owl and the doe and the hens and so in the end the story 
came back to the first farm and this white, very clever Italian hen, she heard this story. What? Five hens have pulled all their feathers off just to impress the cock? Oh, that's a terrible story. I will do what I can to get that story in the paper. Oh, I think these hens has, this, has earned that and, and their owners too. And so the story was printed and came in the paper. And that's true in any way. One little feather can easily become fem hands. Yeah. Beautiful. <laughs> so, uh, and um, I had this, uh, uh, you heard this about the Northern Light. Uh, it's, a, it's a fairy tale from uh, Siberian. Okay. Uh, up, up in the north of Russia. So, in, <clears throat> so uh, in world Western world, we think that the owl is uh, the symbol of wisdom. But far up in the north and, <clears throat> and also in Africa, the wisest of all animals are the spider. Spider, wow. Yes. Mm -hmm. So uh, that's, uh, that's the wisest one here from Siber Siberian, yes. This story is so old that it is um, from the time that the Northern Light had many beautiful voices. So you saw the white light, it was without colors, but you saw the white light dancing on the sky and you could hear these wonderful voices singing in all different tones. And the most beautiful bird on the tundra was uh, the owl. It was white and had big, beautiful eyes, but she couldn't sing. And one day she went her way to the wisest spider and um, she asked, oh, wise spider, please, can you tell me, how can I learn to sing? And uh, the spider said, then you must go to the humans. The humans, they have both uh, different tools and they can talk and sing. So you can go to the humans and learn to sing. And so the owl, she flew away to the camp where she knew the humans was. And so, it was only that it was night. The owl is awake at night and then all the humans are sleeping. So it was dark in every tent except the one 
from this shaman. And the owl, she looked into the tent of the shaman and there she saw the shaman dancing and singing. And the owl, she started and now she could sing and she flew away back to all the other birds. Listen, birds, listen to me. I can sing. And all the other small birds, they were jealous. And they went to the big spider and asked him, Oh, we want to sing. How can we learn to sing? And the spider said, Do you want all these nice colors on your feathers and nice sing voices? Yes, said all the small birds. You can't have both, said the spider. You must um, give something to get something. And then all the birds talked together and they agreed to ask the Northern Light if they could get some of her beautiful voices, then maybe they could give some of their color on the feathers to her. And so it was. So when you are walking up in the north on the tundra, you can see the northern light dancing on the night sky and it is shining in beautiful colors, all the colors of the rainbow, green and yellow and blue. And when you are walking on the tundra in daytime, you can hear the small birds singing with all beautiful voices, but you can't see them for they are gray and so invisible. So, yeah. Beautiful. You know, there are many stories that, um, that is uh, telling how things started, the beginning of a color or the beginning of a sound. So there are beautiful stories about how different flowers get their color and so on. And um, yeah. What I find amazing with uh, the stories you've just told me here is mm -hmm. that it brought silence into my head. Oh, yeah. And I yeah. think that's really the true beauty of storytelling. Yes. It's a sort of uh, meditation then, maybe. So uh, you, you get away all the noise from the world and 
and you get this story in your head instead. And and you yeah. and you because it's a story, and it's not um, just. I don't know, I went to the market and this person told me this and she told the next person because that is like too rational because it's about animals and it just, you want to know what's going to happen because you don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You discover, yeah. You discover yeah. every time, okay, what is the spider going to say and what are the birds going to decide and the northern light and how, how is that going to go together? Yeah, yeah, and and uh, so um, I have one story that that uh, when I'm often um, when I'm telling story in a, in in a party or something, uh, maybe I'm invited uh, at a big dinner party, and then I'm moving around, and uh, and each people they they got their role in 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 my play in my story so uh i <laughs> i have uh, this uh, uh and the way you are telling it you can tell it uh um very quick and and you have this energy in it um but some stories are uh, are in a different um different energy they are uh, long maybe a little sad but maybe beautiful but um, <clears throat> this story i'm going to tell you now uh, i hope i can translate it <laughs> because in in the witch and i'm acting very fast and blah, 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 blah. yeah uh, so um it is about a cock and a hen and they are in the woods um, picking picking nuts, eating nuts in the wood. The cock and the hen was in the nut woods and eating and living very well. But suddenly the hen, she got a nutshell in her throat and she was crying to her husband, Oh, help, help, give me water, give me water or I'll die. And the cock ran away to the well and said to the well, oh, please give me water. My, 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 my wife is sick. I had to give her water or she will die. But the well said, no, I'll not give you water. Not before you are giving me the leaves from the oak tree. And the cock ran away, ran away to the oak tree. Oh dear oak tree, give me, give me some leaves. I give the leaves to the dwell and the dwell will give me water for my hen. She's nearly dying in the net wood. But the oak said, no, I'm not giving you some leaves. Not before you get me some red, red ribbons from St. Mary and the cock flew away to St. Mary. Oh, please, St. Mary, give me some, some ribbons. I give ribbons to the oak tree and the oak tree give me leaves and the leaves I give the dwell and the dwell will give me water. And I had to get water to my sick hen or she will die. No, said St. Mary, I will not give you ribbons. Not before you get me some shoes. 
And the cock went away to the shoemaker. Oh dear shoemaker, give me some shoes. I give shoes to St. Mary and St. Mary give me ribbons and I give ribbons to the oak tree and the oak tree will give me leaves and the leaves will I get to, will, I will give it to the dwell and the dwell will give it water and I had to get water to my hand or she will die. But the shoemaker said, no, I will not give you shoes and not before you give me um, this uh, special tread to, to shoe the shoes with from the pig. Oh, and the hen ran away to the pig. Oh, dear pig, dear pig, please give me, give me your, oh, I'll give it to the shoemaker and the shoemaker will give me shoes and the shoes I will give to the St. Mary and St. Mary will give me ribbons and ribbons I will give to the oak tree and the oak tree will give me leaves and I will give leaves to the dwell and the dwell will give me water and I had to get water to my hand or she will die. And the pig says, I will not give you my, not until I get corn from you. And the cock flew away to the mill and asked the farmer, Miller, oh, please give me corn. I give corn. I give corn to the pig and the pig will give me this special tread and I will give it to the shoemaker and the shoemaker will give me shoes and I will give shoes to John for Maria and, and the maid, St. Mary, she will give me ribbons and I will give ribbons to the oak tree and the oak tree will give me leaves and the leaves I will give to the dwell and the dwell will give me water and I have to give water to my hand or she will die. And the miller said, oh, I will not give you corn not, uh, yes, if you can give me some pancakes from the bakery. And then <laughs> he flew away to the bakery and asked Mrs. Baker, please, can you give me some pancakes? I have to give it to the miller man and the miller man will give me corn and I have, and the, and the corn I will give to the pig and the pig will give me this special tread and I will give this tread to the shoemaker and the shoemaker will give me shoes. The shoes I will give to jump from to the maiden Mary, St. Mary and St. Mary will give me, will give me ribbons. I will give ribbons to the oak tree and the oak tree will give me leaves and I will give leaves to the dwell and the dwell will give me water and I had to get water to my hand or she will die. And uh, the Mrs. Baker, she said, no. I will not give you pancakes, not before I get wood to, to fire the oven. You, you should go and give me some wood. <gasps> On the hen, he flew to the woodcutter in the forest and said, oh, please, Mr. Woodcutter, will you please give me some wood? I had to get wood to, to the Mrs. Baker and she will give me pancakes and the pancakes are for the miller and the, and the, and the miller, he will give me corn and the corn is for the, the pig and the pig is will give me his, his special tread and the tread is for the shoemaker and the shoemaker will give me shoes and shoes is for St. Mary and St. Mary will give me ribbons and ribbons is for the oak tree and the oak tree will give me leaves and leaves I had to get to the dwell, give to the dwell and the dwell will give me water and I had to get water to save my, my hen, she's almost dying in the woods. Oh, said the woodmaker. 
He felt pity, pity for the cook. Yes, of course, I will help you. And then Mrs. Baker got wood and the miller got pancakes and the, the, the pig got corn and the shoemaker got the, this special tread and St. Mary got new shoes and the oak tree got ribbons and the dwell got leaves and the hen could carry the water to his wife and she, she drank it and so she got well. Yes. <laughs> so that, that's this sort of story when you when you repeat and repeat and repeat, you go one way and then backwards. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. Sure you you have, I'm sure you have these stories in French and I, I'm sure, but the, the thing, what, what I found is that there are so many stories these days. Yes. And uh, some that are better than others. Okay. Yeah. But, yeah, but yeah. What, what you said here is very, very interesting. So yes, of course, how animals can bring wiseness into the world. But what I like about this last story is really it uses the memory and children just love that in using their yes. brains and, and capturing. And it really makes you stay focused in the present. Yes, yes, you know, and they, and they like uh, to hear the same story many times. It, it, it's the wisdom of repeating. Um, yes, it's the secret. It, it's some secret in repeating. And so I was telling um, my uh, my eldest son. He's he is now a musician living in in Spain. But um, he was five, I think, and I was reading this story, and he corrected me because he knew the story. <laughs> The, the fairy tale, uh, he remembered, and I, I forgot some <laughs> detail. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and we see that all the time with our children. Um, they know the words and the, they, they have created the story in their heads and they do remember yes. whatever technique they use um, of the process. Yes, yes, yes. Uh-huh. So uh, I think you can you can get a theme. Uh, for instance, greed. There, there are many stories about greed, and and uh, and so there are many stories about um, about uh, magic items. So um, often when I'm in a classroom, so. I, I said, you people on this row, count how many items are there in this story. And uh, you on this row, you must, you must uh, find out how many times is it happened. And uh, you, you must, um, you must uh, remember, try to, try to, um, to understand. Uh, what sort of feelings is there? What sort of feelings is there in the hero? Yeah. And so uh, they can concentrate on <laughs> a little. Um, yeah. 
and it brings and so, their attention. It keeps their yeah. attention to the story. Yes, and and you know uh, the if um, you you can use fairy tales as um, as lessons in in mathematics, um, in in uh, your mother tongue, English, Norwegian, and and um, they can they can get a small piece of something and and learn to make a story out of it, one item. And if you um, if you think uh, that uh, numbers are important, they are indeed in in fairy tales, and and you can count. Uh, the troll has the first troll has three heads, and the next one has six heads, and the last one nine heads, and. Um, and once upon the time, there was uh, a king and a queen, and they had twelve sons. So you have uh, this this magic uh, numbers, and um, yeah. So often, often things happen three times, uh, you know. And there are three magic objects that can help you. A sword uh, and uh, and maybe maybe a, a tablecloth that that can give you food and maybe um, maybe a magic book that can heal people. So uh, so many fairy tales are about the the, the poor boy that uh, you think. He is uh, he is so poor and and he will die poor, but uh, but in the fairy tales he is the problem solver, and and he is listening to what his brothers don't hear, so so he he um, he learn wisdom from from old people he. He is helping animals, and they are helping him, and so on. Yeah, he he is also doing differently than the majority of people. Yes, yes. And in, in Norway, we have this uh, the 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 three brothers, Per, Paul, Espen, Askeladd. The the Per is the Peter, and Paul, Paul, oh. and um, Espen. Askeladd. It's, it, it is um, uh, describing a person who is um, playing in the ashes, in the fireplace, playing in the ashes. And Espen, uh, I don't, maybe that's only a Norwegian name, Espen. Uh, but the many stories, they go on and on, and they are serving the king, for instance, and, uh, and Paul, he is failing. And um, Peter is failing, but Espen he is doing it different. So uh, so he was not considered uh, the lucky guy, but but in the end he got the he solved the king's problem and uh, and uh, got the princess and uh, half of the country and half of all the wealth of the of the king's treasure yeah 
Do you think so, uh, it does matter um, what the... Because all these stories, that they, they give um, a wise view of life. Yeah. They, they make you think and in your life, as you were saying at the start, how to get the, the skills of something. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I was just wondering... Um, do you think these all these stories are still relevant to today's life? Yes, I, th I think we can we can use them as a, as a mirror, the the mirror of the word, the word, this this the spoken word. I think words can create create what it mentioned. So. If, uh, yeah, if you meet a person and there are, you, you recognize, I, I can't talk to this person. So you can, you can use words to describe it um, without, uh, uh, without hurting this person. You can describe the situation with the uh, words from some fairy tales or um yeah so it gives you some uh, vocabulary some understanding some wisdom yes yes exactly yes so some wisdom on situations too i guess yes yes you can use it as a mirror and uh, and you understand the situation better yeah i i i feel there's a there's a bit of um a filter to put as a parent too on these yes. stories because there's a lot and a lot of stories and i don't think all the stories have got the same um like the mirror they give back yeah, yeah. in some of them i i am kind of concerned Mm -hmm. Yes, uh, and you had to know them to use them. <laughs> so I think it's important to, you can read from a book, but then you, you don't have the eye contact with the child. So the best thing, of course, is to, to learn by heart. And um, oh, how can we manage that in, in our world? But but if you have a, a, a small paper and you're, you're written up the, the skeleton and just um, that one word that was that, that this picture and this picture and this picture and this picture. And you, when you are doing your dishes or you are, you are uh, going to the shop and so on, you can, uh, you can remind, you can repeat. And so, oh, I know it by heart then. It's, you can use these tools as the, as the, the uh, theater people use. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 you, and you, so what you say that was very important is having the eye contact with the yes. child and making all the noises. Because when you discover a, a story, you don't know the noises you're not sure who's going to talk next or 
no. And and uh, I've I've uh, I have um, uh, many children in front of me in the in the library or in in at school, and they are sitting on the floor. And um, I want it to be rather dark, so uh, they can hear 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 my voice. And and so I'm telling you, are now going to make a movie. And the movie you are making are not the same as the movie you are making. And they they staring at me. Shall we make movies? Oh, what tools? We have no tech tools. <laughs> and so I said, you just listen to my voice and then you will get pictures and a movie in your head. So... Uh, no, I, I, I want to tell you a, a, a little story from um, Hans Christian Andersen called um, the, the, the child um, uh, rattle, child rattle. Is that a small talk yeah. from child it, it's something that does noise. It just got some beads in it and it does. Uh... Oh, OK. Uh, no, it's not a rattle, but but children talk, when children talk. Okay. So, uh, yeah. Oh. So, um, the children talk. Okay. Uh, children talking together, babies that don't speak yet. Yes, but but uh, a bit elder, they okay. can talk. Yes, okay. yes. Okay. And, um, and I often call it the birthday party, but it's, it's about small children. Um, talking together and and uh, yes you can interpret this uh, story in many ways um, it's about uh, discriminating and pr pride and jealousy and uh, yes yeah the rich merchant he would celebrate birthday for his uh, little girl. And this uh, merchant, he, he was uh, a clever man and a smart man. He was educated because his father sent him to college and, and uh, he passed the exam, he, he was smart. And um, his, his father was from the start very poor. He, he was only a, a, a cattle driver. But uh, he had earned some money and he got his, uh, his son educated and now his son was a rich merchant. Yeah, he had uh, a good heart and uh, uh, was smart, but people didn't talk about that. They just talk about his much money. And there were invited people from different kinds of the society. Um, the people, very noble people, who was born very well. in a very high class, and there were people who were well well educated and very smart, uh, intellectual, and um, there were people of neither of those qualities. So there was this little girl. She was so proud. Her father was um, in the court, 
he was chief of the chamber and um, she knew that was very, very, very noble. So she put her little nose up in the air and said, I am a chamber child. Oh, she could be uh, born in a cellar, but we can't decide where we are born. And so she said, and I am born well. I am well born. Yes, very well born. And if you are not well born, it's no use reading and studying. No, you can never become anything good if you're not well born, she said. But the little girl, the daughter of the merchant, she got so mad, she stamped in the floor and said, but my father, he can buy for a million dollar of goodies and give to all the children. Can you father that? But my papa, said the editor's daughter, he can put your pa and your pa and your pa and all the papas in the paper. That's what he can. And that's why all people are afraid of him because he is the chief of the paper. And the small girls quarreled. It went on, but outside this ballroom, there stood a very poor boy. He was, he was peeping through the door and uh, looking in at the rich, small children that were quarreling. And he saw the beautiful dresses and, and all the beautiful furniture. And he said, oh, I wish I was one of those. He was so poor, he wasn't allowed to enter the room. He had, um, he had turned the the stick for for the cook and uh, he was allowed to look into this other room where the where the birthday party was but what he heard was very annoying because his name as he 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 knew he had heard that this proud little girl, she said, the people whose name ended on Sen, you must put your arms aside and put them far away from you. This Sen, Sen, Sen. And the boy, he was so sad because his name ended with Sen. And his parents, they didn't have a penny to put aside or to buy a paper and write in it, no. But um, born, he, he, he thought he was born, yes, couldn't be else. He, he, he was born, he thought, said to himself, I am born. This was that evening, that birthday party. And the years passed by, and through the years, small children became grown-ups and adults.
And in this city was a beautiful house. It was filled up with our treasure from far away and near away. And who of those children from the birthday party do you think could call this house hers or his? That's easy. No, it's not so easy because this beautiful house was the poor boy's. His name ended with Sen, but he was the sculpture. He was the famous sculpture, and his sculpture are placed in Copenhagen through all Europe and ended in Rome. And the other small girls and boys, oh, they were well born and became very good people. And of course, what they had said then, it was only children talk. Beautiful. Yeah. So. Uh, it brings yeah. a, at any age, I think it brings uh, thoughts and and thinking of what does it say to me and. Uh, yes, uh, Hans Christian Andersen. He he was very. Uh, he was. Um, it was important for him to, to make stories that could be for any age, for small children, for young people, grown-up people, old people. And, and every stage, every age could get something out of it. And when you hear it, uh, I learned some of this by heart when I was uh, 15. And, and when I tell them, at different age, I understand them in a different way. Yeah. Mm. The importance of um, telling. So you say he's called. So it's Hans Christian Andersen. Hans Christian Andersen. Yes. The Danish uh, writer. And he he had. Uh, um, I have his uh, collective. All his writings. And it's about one meter, wow. but, uh, and it's novels and plays and so on. But, but he is uh, most famous for his uh, fairy tales. And he, he visit, visited all the, the castles and the court in Europe. And um, he was guest at um, Dickens. Uh, he was... Uh, a friend of Dickens, but Dickens didn't like him. <laughs> so, yeah. Good. I'm going to go and uh, and see if I think it is who I think it is, but I'm not I'm not sure. But to go back, thank you for this eye opening on not only the importance of reading story, but the importance of reading a certain story for the mirror effect that it has. Yes. On us. And then, and, and then you know it is uh, it's not the same to to turn 
to turn on um, the automatic. Uh, I I read uh, I have um, read um, storyteller uh, storytelling in in CD and so on, but the the voice from mama or papa is is is, um, is a love letter to the child. So it's very important that is it is Ma's voice or Papa's voice that is telling. Wow. In, yeah. I love how you explain that. Um, because maybe we could think, oh, that's okay. People um, that knows better how to do it than me can do it. And you can have all these CDs collection that you can listen yeah. to it and that's going to do the job. But it's not. It's the actual voice of the mom and the dad that does something even bigger into the building yeah. of and the structure of the child's brain. Yes, yes. And, and that's very important, I think. Uh, so reading is, uh, is uh, lightening up the brain, listening to mama and papa's voice and hear the words and the consciousness is growing and the light is coming in. Yeah. Amazing. Tabo, thank you for that. Yeah. yeah. Beautiful. Mm. The episode is now finished. I really hope you enjoyed it. This podcast is here for you. Please contact me to give feedback, suggestions, and themes that you would like that we discuss. You can find out all the information from my guests and my contacts in the text underneath the episode. I believe that it is together that we go further. So please help me to connect with a maximum of pregnant couples to support them in their enlightened choices. Go on Apple Podcasts, find the podcast Authentic Birth, scroll down to the bottom of the page and find the section Ratings and Reviews, click on the number of stars that you would like to give to support the podcast. Five is the best to diffuse the message further. Looking forward to seeing you on the next episode. And in the meantime, Look after yourself. Each birth is unique. May yours be truly authentic. <laughs>